This Week in the 90s podcast. Hi, what's up? Hey, it's Week in the 90s, episode 13. Oh, lucky number 13. 13 was my high school uh, football number. It was? Yeah. The whole time? The whole time. All three years. Well, three years for varsity. <laughs> All seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. If I could have played seven years of high school football, I would have been so good. Yeah. Well, good for Maine. It's relative. <laughs> yeah. You would have been a great football <laughs> player and a terrible student. Yeah, because I would have been like 21 <laughs> playing against 16-year-olds. And mm-hmm. I was a top-notch athlete at the Syracuse rec fields when I was 21. So, you know, <laughs> I would have probably dominated Maine high school it's football. It's insane that you're not more famous of an athlete than you are. No, I'm, I mean, I'm famous among those people who went to school at that period of time. You can ask around. You mean infamous. No, I mean... <laughs> I was amazing. Okay. No, <laughs> I know to you, you were. Yes. So. In my in my mind, I was phenomenal. Yeah. I hit home runs at softball, uh, intramural softball at fields where you couldn't hit home runs. Uh, I was legendary on the pickup <laughs> basketball court. And I won a state, cha- uh, a state championship, a uh, you know campus championship in flag football. And I think I had the trifecta. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud of all of those things. I know you are. <laughs> It's very sad. Like, I'm not even kidding. You want to win at everything. I mean, even fantasy football, I was like yelling. I mean, I still get so upset with you because like yesterday, you're like, oh, God, I can't believe I didn't start Ingram. He's just sitting there on my bench. Of course, when I don't start him, he scores all these points. He got 14 points on my bench. And I was like, oh, my God, how much are you losing by? And you're like, oh, I'm destroying. I'm winning by like 50. And I'm like, and you're still complaining yeah. about a player on your bench. Yeah, I'm still mad. I scored 160 <laughs> points this week, and I had zero from my tight end and only three from Chris Carson, who got injured last night. But how much did you win by? I won by, like, 95, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in first place. I know. I have the most points in the league. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying I, I want to I wanna go undefeated this no. year, and I'm not going to. And I want to win a third championship. How are I, you not going to? Well, I lost last week. Okay. Which was a That's bunch, when you get which really was a bunch mad of crap. Well, because I had a great matchup. <laughs> I know everyone loves hearing about other people's fantasy teams, but I had DeAndre Hopkins going into the night game, and he only had like six points. It was crap. Yeah. That's how it is. That's yeah. How it I get it. It, it happens. Not a big deal. But hey, <laughs> it's episode 13. Okay. Oh, I, the point of this was is that uh, when I was a sophomore, I wanted number 16. Like Joe Montana? Because I was a big Joe Montana fan growing up because mm-hmm. we lived on the West Coast who for a little wasn't? bit. And um, yeah, who wasn't? And um, 16 was uh, taken by a senior. So I oh. could, so I couldn't get it. And, and o- was that senior like bigger than you? Stronger than no, you. but he was one of the cap. He was one of the captains. He was definitely not smarter than me. <laughs> he, but uh, he was one of the captains. <laughs> this guy named Kyle Shaw, and uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I remember. I remember everybody's name from back I then. I know. I know. You're and, very um, impressive. I do not. I remember he was a psycho. He played safety, and uh, and quarterback. No, no, no. He wasn't the quarterback. Oh. Our, our quarterback that year was uh, a guy, he wore number twelve, and uh, like Aaron Rodgers. Well, in 1995, it would have been Jim Kelly wore number okay. 12 back then. But uh, I mean. <laughs> so this guy, Kyle, I remember he did everything the opposite of how you were taught. It was like he 
had his head down and just hit people as hard as he could with the crown of his helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, way back before we didn't know what CTE was back then or, or anything, <laughs> oh, no. but, uh, yeah. And I just remember he hit so hard. Cause when you're a sophomore, we used to do this drill called like mat drill. So it was basically like, <laughs> it was just ram your head into stuff. Well, yeah. Looking on back on it now, it's like so, so stupid and not safe, but you basically like one guy would be the running back and the defender would be over here. And then you just, ran at an angle and the dude basically hit you as hard as he possibly could onto this giant pad. (laughs) And so the best, the best thing was, well, not the best thing, Uh but when you were a sophomore, you were just like, first off, we're like 140 pounds and we're terrified of these seniors. Yeah. They always look so much bigger. They look so much bigger than you and they are going to beat the ever loving shit out of you at this drill Uh and probably give you a concussion. But we didn't know what a concussion was Mm -hmm. back then. And, uh, and the coaches used to think it was the funniest thing ever. They used to be like, used to be like, oh man, all right, sophomores, put a quarter in the machine because you're about to go for a ride. Oh and it was like, boom, boom, whack. And like sometimes these dudes would hit you so hard and at the right angle, like you wouldn't land on the mat. You would get hit and you would fly over the mat mm-hmm. and land on the ground on the other side of the mat. Like, what's the point of this giant eight foot by eight foot mat if they're just gonna hit us so hard we're gonna land on the other side? So. You know, it was satisfying when we became seniors <laughs> that we got to beat the shit out of the little the sophomores. But, you know, when you're 15 <laughs> and these guys are like gods to you, mm-hmm. yeah, not great. I think probably also just living in Maine and getting hit that hard probably made you smarter <laughs> because of being from Maine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, look, look, all those kids that I played high school football with most of them dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would say most of them still live in maine Mm -hmm. and the only thing they care about is you know the pats Mm -hmm. and hunting season yeah you know what i mean so well it's fine it was a great time i I, i'm just making fun i know some especially because i grew up in a culture where like football was everything yeah like i never even heard of soccer until we got a team at our school and you played, right? For, and then I played, yeah. yeah but that's because like, there was a hot guy on the soccer team. And so it was mixed, your soccer team? Hot meaning like hot for my school. Hot for rural Georgia? Yeah, like in my proximity. Once I left high school, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's way more attractive people out here. Yeah. And what year was mixed? It was boys and girls? Yeah, well, I ended up being the only girl on the team. But oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it was, it was mixed. <laughs> <laughs> And were you guys good? No, 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 no. We were like the homecoming team, you know, that everybody plays like for that. Oh, oh, you're like my mom came to a game Washington once. She was Generals. the only person in the stands. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you like the Washington Generals? You guys just mm-hmm. got your asking. What number did you wear? In soccer, I don't remember. I don't remember. No. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. Really? I remember wearing twenty three. I think I remember I was number four for softball. That's great. Um. I think I was 22 a couple times, and then I was 44 because I doubled it once 22 was. Oh, sweet. I think I liked a boy who was 44, so I was like, oh, boy, I'll pass be, on him. I'll be 44. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of things were around. I was a little boy crazy when I was young. Oh, well. Then I got old and stopped liking them. <laughs> and then I met you, and I well, was yeah. like, yeah, I'll give it one more shot. Because they're terrible. <laughs> everyone, everyone is terrible. So, yeah, I won number 13 anyway. in high school uh, for football. So the point of this is that it's episode 13 of the <laughs> podcast. 
You said that. Uh, did, I, did I say that already? Yes. Okay, great. So we're doing, uh, I'm doing October 25th to the 31st. We are in the final week of October. Halloween and week. Halloween week. Now, do you like Halloween? No, my favorite day of the year is November 1st because Halloween is over and candy is half price. Yeah, and you know what else is half price? All the stupid decorations we have are all over <laughs> well, the house. Well, I like decorations. Yeah, it's weird that you don't like Halloween, but you like decorating the house. I don't like scary stuff, and I don't like getting, you know, like, I don't like the spookiness around Halloween. I also don't really like dressing up in costumes. I yeah. think that's always, like, really lame. I mean, to me, Halloween is for little kids and gay men. Like, Halloween right. is gay Christmas, mm-hmm. and, you know... I think, and that's who should have it. They have the most fun <laughs> dressing up. <laughs> they look the best in their costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the rest of us just look like we're like half-assing it, right. you know? Like last year we went as the Lion, the Witch, and the Bad Wardrobe because you just kind of make do with whatever you have around. I mean, yeah. our Top Gun outfit one year was Yeah, really our cool. Top Gun two years ago was great. And we did you, a little video. Do you like Halloween? No, it's stupid. Halloween's for kids. I like decorations, and all of our decorations are not scary. They're just like little lights and stuff like that. Yeah, we have the orange pumpkins. orange lights and like some purple and like some pumpkins and whatnot. Yeah. But what was your um, what was your favorite costume growing up? Did you have a great costume that you remember that you were particularly proud of? Oh, I remember once going as a Playboy bunny. Okay. <laughs> in fourth grade. Awesome. And my mom I'm had sure to, that like, went, I'm sure that went over well in She's your school. She's like, whatever. She's a bunny. But I was like <laughs> wearing a black leotard too. And Did you have like, the ears and like the yeah. tail and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Did you know what it was? No, I just thought it was like a girl bunny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's fourth grade. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. I mean, I mean, you're a nine. Um, and then next year I was a hustler bunny. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh Call are, back. I remember um, my my I was a butterfly one year, and my sister was a bat. And then next year in the pictures, our costumes were reversed. Like I was a bat and she was a butterfly. Oh, like, just recycled those baby guys. But we had to trick or treat by car because no, we didn't live close to anybody. Right? Yeah, yeah. We had to do that. Yeah. When I was growing up, there was no walking. Like here where we live now, we get like right. two hundred and fifty trick or treaters normally, but uh, yeah. But not where I grew up. Yeah, I remember, you know, when you're a kid, you're super into it. I remember, like, being a football player one year, like, a cowboy and, like, you know, all that stuff. I yeah. remember one year we got the the face pa- the face drooped. Like, it was, like, ho- you know, Hollywood makeup where it looked like half your face was blown yeah. off. Like, you know, that was pretty fun. My but cousin I- April is super into it. My cousin April that lives in Michigan. I don't think you've ever met her. Mm-hmm. I, I, in fact, I know you've never met her. But uh, she takes it very seriously and got married on Halloween, actually. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, that is. super into so wait, were there, it. zombie wh- makeup, like any kind of crazy. So they wore outfit. costumes to walk down the aisle and, like, to get married, or? I don't think they wore costumes down the aisle, but it was just, like, that their would favorite be super day. aggressive. Yeah, I don't remember. One of I my best invited. ones was uh, <laughs> Were you not invited? I don't think so. It was just like for it was a really small wedding. Oh, uh, one of the best ones I will say we, we did do an adult uh, Halloween one year. My first year I moved out here uh, in 2009. Uh, I went as Bill Belichick, which was great. Mm-hmm. I bought a uh, cheap gray sweatshirt at Walmart or something <laughs> and had like the screen print, the Patriots logo. And I cut the sleeves off and I wore khakis and like my Patriots hat with like a headset. And I had this big play sheet. <laughs> 
And so that worked really well. Everyone, everywhere we went, it was like, hey, fuck you, Belichick. You suck, you know, <laughs> which was pretty great. I think when you went as the Night King, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I did dress up on the show. show. Yeah, yeah, we try to we try to do that for the show um, to dress up. So, yeah, that was a couple of years ago yeah. when uh, Game of Thrones is height, which I regret everything Game of Thrones related now. But the I Night know. King was super fun. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. and it was perfect for you. Yeah, because I like being the villain, and the Night King was kind of the bad guy on the yeah. show. But anyway, yeah, so okay. that's that's our Halloween podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do uh, October 25th to the 31st, uh, 1995. I know we, we did 95 like a month ago, but uh, mm-hmm. we're bringing it back. As we mentioned week after week, October is super slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not a lot is going on. But we did. I did find a couple of cool things that I want to bring back that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, first off, uh, October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five. So this was cool. Singer Cliff Richard, who I've never heard of, a British pop star who's now eighty, he received knighthood from Queen Elizabeth II. Now this is noteworthy because he is the first ever rock star to be knighted. Oh, wow. Neat. He was the first. Okay, so a little bit about this guy, Cliff Richard. He was super famous in Britain in the 50s, so pre-Beatles. So like Uh, right around the time you were born. Yeah, right around the time that uh, I was just graduating college. (laughs) Uh, But he is like insanely popular and famous and successful. He has sold more than 250 million records worldwide, which makes him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Uh, total sales of over 21 million singles in the what? in the UK. He's the third top-selling artist in UK singles chart history behind the Beatles and Elvis. What? Yeah, so this dude dominated Cliff the late Richards. 50s and early 60s uh, before, like I said, before the Beatles became popular. What was his song like? Womp, bum, womp, uh, womp. His 1958 hit single, it was called Move It. Is <laughs> according to this article sure, sure, sure. I found, it's uh, often described as Britain's first authentic rock and roll song. <laughs> Move it. It's called Move It. I couldn't find it on YouTube or anything, but uh, isn't that what the Qu- Queen Elizabeth said to Meghan Markle <laughs> yeah. this year? Move it. Move it. <laughs> move, move, move it. Move it along. Now <laughs> uh, it's funny. John Lennon gave this a stamp of approval, uh, talking about this guy. So his his band that he played with. You know, it's like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. This was Cliff Richard and the Shadows. <laughs> and okay. John Lennon said, before Cliff and the Shadows, there had been nothing worth listening to in British music. I mean, they were away in the shadows because I've never heard of them. I've never heard of this guy. I had no idea who this was. But the fact that he was the first rock star to be knighted. I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, a little bit more about this dude. So yeah, more than 130 of his singles, albums, and EPs reached the UK top 20, more than any other artist. 67 UK top 10, second highest well, total for an artist behind Elvis. Uh, well, what were his songs like? What? Sing me a song. I have Sing me a Cliff Richard. I have no idea. Like, do you know how Move It goes? Is it anything like the Steven Seagal songs? I I gotta think Move. Well, when I think of Move It, I think of that song. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> I like to move it. Bom, Maybe this bom, guy bom, in the fifties was like, "You shouldn't move it, move it. Don't ever move it, move it. That's scandalous. Don't move it, move it." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know anything about the song. Or they would like, be like, "Don't move it, move it, move it." <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he did some movies. He was uh, he's a philanthropist. Like he's still alive. Uh, he tried to cross over into the United States, but uh, never had the same popularity as other British acts who mm-hmm. who came over. He did have uh, a couple good songs, "Devil Woman," "We Don't Talk Anymore," but that was pretty much it. And then he just kind of bounced around. One thing is uh, he's super famous for he's a forever bachelor. <laughs> which is uh, super inspiring. I think he's going to be my new favorite okay. guy, my favorite art. And he's like super young and handsome. He always had that young, young look, you which was uh, right which there? was part of his appeal. Uh, yeah, let's see. So he kind of looks is like uh, he kind of looks oh. like David Cassidy. Yeah, a David little bit. Cassidy. Yeah. So he kind of had that look, which is uh, part of his part of his popularity now. Uh, all but in he all, was a forever bachelor. Was he secretly gay? You think? I don't think so. I think um, I think he had his fair share of fun. He just you know never found anyone that he wanted to settle down Give with. His money you too. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine this dude's super rich. He has uh, his own line of wine. Like I said, he did some movies, and this guy's like, what's what's his wine called? Yeah, I don't know. I like to wine it, wine it. This guy promoting his wine in Denmark in 2015. Move it. I think it's called Mavit. Yeah, I mean, he got in some controversy recently because he uh, expressed concern about the sexual explicit public image of Miley Cyrus <laughs> after her Wrecking Ball video. Well, yeah, I mean, I think any uh, adult human would be <laughs> like, that seems a little excessive. Maybe <laughs> writhing on a wrecking ball naked. I mean, if you had a daughter, you'd probably be like, ah. Any anytime you see a woman oh, do stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you yeah, go, yeah. "I'm so glad we don't have a girl." I do, and you know what? I, you don't ever respond to those, so I feel like you're not um, because I still want a girl. Yeah, and I totally get that. But we were watching uh, this show the other day, and like the which gr- show? We're watching Cobra Kai, and it's it's awesome. Uh, oh. But the girl was being such a pain in the ass, and I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with that shit. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other show. Oh, okay. Which one? Emily in Paris. Oh, and I will say, I I I, I like that show also. <laughs> I I came in like towards the end of the season. When did I start watching episode you were six? Watching maybe episode five or six. I was watching it, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you went and put cage to bed and i started a new episode and you came in you were like well you started without me (laughs) well i just thought i just thought we were watching it (laughs) i didn't realize (laughs) you were watching it as well um yeah no i mean that's how teenage jurors are i don't even think it's just girls but teenagers are not a lot of fun yeah but i I do think when you're an only child and not having to compete for attention at home, but you because you have to compete for so much attention at school, I think it's going to be different if we have an only child. I think that's where it helps us. He's going to be a super weirdo. He's not going to have any friends anyways. It's because he's right. an only child. Right, 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 which is terrible. So we'll have to. You that's know. why he has to get into football. We'll have to like steal a baby or something. <laughs> Angelina's got some extras rolling around. Uh, so, uh, total, I'm just, let's wrap this up because this guy's super boring, even though he's very famous, but, um, all in all, since 1995, 68 singers have been knighted now. 
So he was the very he first was the one. very first what one year was that? in 1995, and <laughs> since then, since then he they're was just 45. Since then they're just giving away. Yeah, now they're letting everybody. No, he was in. 55, so he's 80 now. Yeah. But uh, now they're just giving away knighthoods, you know, like Oprah. They're like, Mrs. Doubtfire, you get one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Hello. 68 singers, and uh, you know, the most famous ones, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, Elton John, yeah. uh, Barry Gibb, Tom Jones, Van Morrison, Ringo, uh, Rod Stewart, uh, Olivia Newton-John, Julie Andrews. Those are the most, uh, most famous ones. David Bowie and John Lennon famously turned down being knighted. And mm-hmm. reportedly, Keith Richards uh, did not like that Mick Jagger accepted Oh, now, no brainer, right? You would obviously accept being knighted. I think Mick Jagger turns up anytime a woman asks him to. He's like, "I'll be right there." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's the fucking Queen of England. I mean, he's I'll on. I'll be right there. How many marriages is she? It? Probably wants me to get in her knickers. Is he on Mick Jagger? He's got to be on like six or seven, right? How he many just he just had kids. Ugh. No, he didn't. No, no. That's he not healthy. Definitely for did. Old people, old so kids to have babies like Mick that. Mick Jagger is uh, 77. Mm-hmm. He's got eight kids, and I, I believe that he just had some more. Yeah, in 2016. But I don't know what a knighthood gets you. What does it get you? It doesn't like, get you anything. It's just super cool. You get to go. Because you get, get to be called Sir Paul Yes, yeah, so you get to be called Sir. Or. But aren't you normally called Sir anyway? Like, excuse me, Sir. No, it also has you, you. It also has the um, the cool uh, thing on the back end. It's like uh, o- you get a sword. O- OBE. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, yeah, so you get OBE. or best offer. What is that? What is uh, OBE? OBE stands for Order of the British Empire, and oh. you, and you get this cool like um, metal. It's got like blue with gold oh. in the middle. Yeah, it's it's actually amazing. The most excellent order of the British Empire. <laughs> most excellent dude yeah <laughs> party on i mean i don't know i mean i'm sure you don't think it's cool you wouldn't want something cool like this no, I, I mean would, i guess in I'm the united states it's what the um the presidential medal of something or other i mean they just like the presidential medal of freedom like what they gave to lou holtz yeah is that what it was <laughs> yes. i guess it's not as not as meaningful as with lou holtz Thank has you it. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. No, keep keep doing your little holes. Thank you, President Trump. <laughs> this is for me and no. You're Trump. right. It's not as cool if like Rush and Blue Holtz have it. But I mean, <laughs> it, it would be cool to be knighted. The best thing that you can get in the U.S. is a pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Every year when they do those turkeys, I'm like, yeah, let's not use them all up. You know what I mean? There's some other people who could use a pardon. You know what I mean? So if given the option. Of being knighted or getting pardoned for something <laughs> illegal that you did. Yeah. You'd rather be pardoned? If I was like, yeah, sure, totally. I'd like to get out of jail. Of j- get out of jail free card? So if you're like Lori Lachlan, you would like to, you would like to be pardoned? <laughs> to have that all that whole deal expunged from your... Uh, I think if I was like Harvey Weinstein, I'd want to be... You know what I mean? Because these people are going to die in jail. Bill, being... Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. I mean, I don't want them to get out. I think they should rot in jail, but or yeah, prison. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, also there's like I mean, I just I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I think there's a lot of people in prison who shouldn't be. So I think that that would be an excellent thing. But also being called sir, 
Sir Paul McCartney. Oh. And having a little blue ribbon is kind of cool. If I was Sir Christopher Brockman, I would make everyone I call me Sir all the time. I wish it came with a sword or something. Well, I mean, you get the... You get the like Game of Thrones, you know, you get uh, tapped on the shoulder by the mm-hmm. by the king or the queen. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. The whole yeah. c- the whole ceremony itself is awesome. I just remember <laughs> you remember that movie King Ralph. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> when he when John he, Goodman when he tries to do it, and he nicks the oh, guy's yeah. ear. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. I'd be super worried if the ninety year old lady who probably can't lift <laughs> the sword is. Uh, <laughs> knighting me and doing that sharp ass thing on either side yeah, of my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. I'd want somebody else to do it, like Adele. If Adele knighted me, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, this is fine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, all right. So that was that. That was October twenty fifth. Uh, the first uh, n- rock star to be knighted. Okay. Into it? Cool. Not cool. Yeah. No. Into it. Now. All I right. Know. Well, here's something you're very gonna be into, and I want to <laughs> know exactly. I'm very gonna be into. Yeah, you're very gonna be into this. <laughs> Is that not how I should say that? No, it is absolutely how you should no, say it. No, because it's very exciting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, 95, I know that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your Braves got eliminated uh, re- recently. Had a chance to Oh, win. I was like, not in 95. No, not in 95, but this year you guys got eliminated. But yes. 25 years ago, you did not get eliminated. Not. You did the eliminating. And October 28th, you won the World Series. Yay! It was October 28th, huh? All right, so a little backstory. Uh, There were three World Series games. That's our last championship in Atlanta. Exactly. (laughs) So I want to know all about this and what you were feeling and where you were. So there were three World Series games. A little recap this week. Uh, The Braves won game four on the 25th to go up 3-1 on the Indians. Indians were a powerhouse that year. Uh, They won 100 games, and they only played 144 because the season started a little late because of the strike in 94. So it was a shortened season. By 18 games, and the Indians still won 100. They were monsters that year, but you guys took it to them, went up 3-1. The Indians won game five the next day to cut it to 3-2, and then the Braves won game six on the 28th behind an epic performance by Tom Glavin. Gave up just one hit. Catcher Tony Pena let off the sixth yeah. with a single, so he had a no-hitter through five. Uh, pitched eight innings. Mark Wallers came in, closed it out. Only the one hit only faced three batters over the minimum and the one run a dave justice home run mm-hmm. uh, that was the only run the only run of the game it was one nothing an epic an epic game six only the one run uh as you guys won one nothing to win the world series yeah dave justice was that dave justice home run after everybody was criticizing him because he said that cleveland fans like because they had been on the road and he was like, man, Cleveland fans are, like, so loud for their team. And, like, Atlanta fans need to step it up. And then everyone was like, fuck Dave Jersey. Uh, no, this was, uh, let's see. I think see. that might have been in the 90. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Series, this game was at this series. game was at old Fulton County Stadium. So you guys won it uh, in front of the home crowd, which is awesome. Uh, no, he hit the home run uh, in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, let off the sixth with a home run. No, off, Dave off Jim Pool. So my question to you, obviously, this was uh, one of the greatest sports moments of your life. Where were you? What were you doing? What do you remember from this night? I don't remember any of it. Really? I really don't remember any. So of you were what, like 17? It was my senior year in high school. OK. I was boggled down by everything. OK. And it was like and I was a big Braves fan, but there was all I was also working full time. OK. And going to high school and doing AP classes and got it. So I was just like 
so bogged down and I have memories of Chipper Jones and like watching the game and mm-hmm. stuff, but being distracted the whole time. Oh, that is wow. what my memory oh, is. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, Oh, it's man, not a cool I was waiting story. for some like epic story, like it's running around the house or like it was everyone was sleeping and I'm almost positive I was working that night. What were at you the doing? Nike outlet. Oh, Nike I outlet. I think I was working that night and wow. Uh, and I had I think I had recently auditioned for um, Six Flags. So I was uh, figuring that out. Or I might have been traveling back and forth to Atlanta on the weekends for rehearsals. Okay. Uh, which was over an hour away. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like, unfortunately, there was so much happening in oh, my life. Oh, wow. At this That's amazing. time that like the World Series was like on my mind, but it wasn't the first thing on my mind. Right. Oh, man. Now, of course, it is, because even though I am I have a baby and a job. And you like have a baby? <laughs> there's like. Great joke. Uh, to you. To me. Uh, <laughs> there's like, you know, I, I have somebody to really watch sports with. And like we watched it a lot, you know, obviously at home, but it was also past my bedtime. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, for like sure. <laughs> I mean, this game was it was yeah. a three hour game that probably didn't start till eight. So was, I remember you know. Smaltz was like so good that series. Um Obviously, Glavin, and that was Wohler's prime. And I, what I mostly remember was two years later, Wohler's having like l- losing it. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You're uh, right. Wohler's was amazing. He saved all four wins. He, sa- he was uh, so good. Glavin was World Series MVP that year. He was two and zero in those games. Like I said, just the one hit in Game Six, eight strikeouts. He was. I remember unbelievable. more. I've seen so many um, things about that series like on tv and mm-hmm. specials and stuff like that so i feel like i know things that happened in that game i do not remember them in real time gotcha that was a great team for you guys too oh, um yeah. marquise grissom and mark lemke chipper jones obviously was in the early stages of his career i think it might have been his second or third year i feel like ozzy albies is a new little mark lemke he's like a little pa- okay if mark lemke was had a switch- power and had some power Lemke could hit a home run, Ozzie but it wasn't very o- like it w- didn't happen that often. He hit in the middle to late part of the lineup. Was that Jeff Blauser? Was he our? No, it was um, Raphael Belliard was your shortstop. Uh, Javi well, Lopez, we a catcher. We loved little tiny shortstops because we had Belliard and then for call, and they yeah. were both like five six. Yeah, right. Ryan Klausko, like oh, this Klesko. was a this was a fun team First that base. you guys had, and the Indians team, like I said, just stacked. I mean. Kenny Lofton, Omar Vizquel, Carlos Baerga, Albert Bell, Eddie Murray, Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomei, uh, Tony Pena, the Presidente, Dennis Martinez started that game for them. Like, Man, yeah, we were not supposed to beat that team. No, they were supposed to finally end, mm-hmm. you know, their 50-year, you know, championship drought. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened uh, Saturday. It was Saturday, October uh-huh. 22nd. It was a Saturday night. Yeah, so I'm almost positive I would have been driving to Atlanta. That I might not have been even been in Atlanta that day. Now, I know you don't, um, so you don't remember the game specifically, but I know y- you know the team. Do you think that is the greatest Atlanta sports team ever? That's hard because I really feel like the earlier 90s since teams you've were been better. Watching, since you've been watching. I felt like that um, 93 team was maybe a little bit more, you know, the one that like, Exciting, but then I think the the 99 Braves were really fun because that's when we got Andrew Jones and Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that was his rookie year. Like, that was a really fun team. It's hard because obviously you want to think, like, yeah, the team that won the World Series. But I always really felt like that 93 team that – was it Toronto that we um, – you lost, lost to the you wa- we lost to the Phillies in the NLCS that year, in '93. Was it '92 then Toronto? Yeah, '92 you lost so to Toronto. So it was the '92 you lost to Toronto. Obviously, the '91 team, the worst of first year, was like epically awesome because, but that was like this ragtag team of like right. misfits. It was like our, you know, um, right. Nobody thought you were going to get that far, team. and you, you yeah, know, you pushed Minnesota to the brink, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that '92 team, we were just starting to get hot, and I feel like. The, the Braves this year were reminiscent of that 92 team, and I hope it doesn't take three more years for us to win a World Series. Yeah, hope not. But certainly you guys have the – you got the hitters. You got the young young pitching. Your manager's awesome. You just have to awesome. get them to stay. Yeah, you just got to get them to stay. Yeah. I mean, you already – you know, it was smart to lock up Acuna with a you know $100 million deal way early before you yeah. had to. You know, reward that guy who's obviously a superstar. And I also think when Smoltz came back as a reliever, we we stayed really good too, and that was a really fun time. But that '95 team, like I said, with Wollers, who was just like this lights out closer, he was so fun to watch. But then he got what is that called when the pitcher loses it? He can't throw straight anymore. Yeah, um, I mean, you just lose it. <laughs> the pips or something the, like. Well, that. they call it the yips when the you. Yips. Can, but it's for like that's for like an infielder who can't throw first base anymore. Right, you know, like, like Altuve got this year. Yeah, yeah. Block and those guys. But then the late nineties, that was when we had John Rocker, and that was. <laughs> uh, he's still my favorite yeah, he was, pitcher of all time. He until was, until Melanson came yeah, on the team. Yeah, this guy Melanson you got now. He was my favorite relief pitcher. Melanson by far is my new favorite because I think his curveball, you know, like, or his cutter is better than anybody's. But yeah. I think for sure John Rocker was our wild thing. Like, that team was so fun because they were just, like. like they, you guys were kind of hated a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so that was uh, the 28th of this this okay. week, 1995. Okay, two other quick things, and we'll we'll wrap it up. I was looking at uh, magazine covers just for fun. <laughs> Again, sure you are. Super slim pickings. Uh, the song this week is one that I already talked about a month ago. Fantasy was the number one song where we talked about Mariah Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. A month you ago, love Mariah Carey. Uh, you love girl stuff. I like doing girl songs at karaoke. I think it's funny. For some reason, it's probably not, and I probably don't do don't them think well. It's just better for your voice. Sweet, sweet <laughs> fantasy, baby. Well, we already talked about that. The number one movie this week was Get Shorty. Oh, okay. Uh, that was a fun movie. I actually watched it this afternoon because <laughs> I, I couldn't really remember it. Uh, that's what we were doing during nap time. Okay. Uh, and then two quick magazine covers that I thought were cool. Uh, Demi Moore is on the cover of Vogue, oh, and I, and I she just she was pregnant. No, not uh, then, but she had the short kind of pixie haircut. And I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of the uh, the features <laughs> that, were oh no. that were in this magazine in oh 1995. Geez. Okay, so the cover story is Demi Moore and the uh, quote blurb next to her headshot uh, says, why Demi Moore is worth $12 million, a movie. <laughs> uh, do you have any idea why she's worth $12 million, a movie? back then yeah she was like the highest paid actress I think. she was yeah she so was that had to have been like so here's where the movies that was off of so this was off of disclosure in 1994 
I don't even remember that one. You don't remember Disclosure? Mm. Oh, okay. This was a book. I think this was a Michael Crichton book that they turned into a movie with Michael Douglas where she rapes him. Okay. <laughs> and that was, uh, yeah, so they turned that into a movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then she probably got $12 million for these two movies in 1995. Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. Now wow. and Then. Oof. Rough, right? Yeah, but was that after, um, what was the one where she got, uh, what's that, paid, you, like uh, in the movie? like uh, Oh, Indecent Proposal. That was after Indecent Proposal, A Few Good Men. She yeah, this is before. Oh, th- this is after, after, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, had yeah, to yeah. have been after all of those. Like, yeah, so those yeah. were those were early nineties. So a few good men was uh, ninety two. They always have the same. And decent proposal was ninety three, and then she like took off with that movie, and then did disclosure. They never go. Is George Clooney worth twenty million dollars <laughs> a movie? It's like, yeah, because I mean, he, wh- who if you sell tickets, you get paid. Right, right, That's right, the way right, it goes. right, right. Like right. Julia Roberts, they said the same thing about her. They yep. love saying that about women, you know. And yeah. you should get paid top dollar if you're the lead in a movie. Well, if you're look, if you're you know, Will Smith was worth every penny because his movies always made a hundred million dollars. They also made a lot internationally, yep. and that's where these these studios started really making money was when they started selling them overseas. Yeah, and and nowadays, if you you will not get paid that kind of money if your movie isn't like an overseas. Like that's why comedies, they don't people don't get paid a lot for comedies because comedies don't do, don't translate. Yeah, I mean, if you're just looking at 2020, The Rock has it all figured out. All of his movies are explosions yeah. and like Die Hard. On a this, on a that, uh, in the woods, blah, blah, blah. And so his movies just destroy. And he makes like $100 million a year because his movies are international. Yeah. They, you know, they do okay here, but, you know. Uh, they do not do well here. <laughs> they yes, do they okay. do. They're, they're, they do fine. But like San Andreas, like, crushes overseas because everyone wants to see an earthquake destroy yeah. the West Coast of America. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to see America <laughs> yeah. destroyed overseas? Yeah, uh, so I, I have no recollection of the Scarlet Letter and Now or Then. Uh, yeah, but I the mean, Juror, you know, Striptease, I vaguely remember. Uh, striptease was big. <laughs> yeah, Striptease was big. Uh, Burt Reynolds, too, in that movie. But yeah. yeah, she had a lot of great movies. Yeah, and then G.I. Jane followed. Yeah, G.I. Jane, yeah. Yeah. Which so she was on the cover of that uh, this month. And then some of these uh, features. Okay, here we go. This was one feature. Uh, How to Buy Great Skin. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one on dental cosmetic on, surgery. There's literally every single <laughs> cover of a female magazine is like how to buy this for your like how to pay for your skin to look good. You know, yeah. it's like. And then and then I know that uh, so you, you spend a lot of time here. Uh, there was a feature on the bathroom, <laughs> which was cool. The bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like taking baths in your. You're always in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. You're Aren't you a bath guy now? You're though? always in the bathroom. You started taking baths. You no, I haven't taken my tub. I, I don't fit in tubs, <laughs> but I I, uh, I like taking baths. I mean, <laughs> baths are cool. I like singing Mariah Carey songs, <laughs> taking baths, and then watching Emily in Paris. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Also, I know every step from my high school college sports. <laughs> I mean, you are just straddling the line. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, I thought those were funny that those were major magazine features in 1995. Like, what was the bathroom one? What was that? Uh, let's see. The bathroom was uh, was called. Let's see. It was called the Big Soak. <laughs> for women, for some women, the bathroom is just another room in the house. 
but for Jane Smiley, it's a universe unto itself. <laughs> I mean, I love having a cocktail, getting in the bath, and reading my book. That sounds like a lovely Saturday night. Sure does. And so here, here's the um, the uh, dental cosmetic surgery. Reality bites. <laughs> Most of us consider visits to the dentist a necessary evil, but more and more people are opening up wide for purely cosmetic alterations. Oh, yeah. That's probably when Tom Cruise got his teeth fixed. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, probably. Everybody sure. has their teeth fixed. And yeah. they're all in Hollywood? And oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're oh, the all best part about, well, the best part. One of the funny parts about Goodwill Hunting is how terrible Ben Affleck's teeth are. <laughs> And then you see him in all those late 90s action movies where he was trying to be a huge action star, and they are perfect. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I read something. I forget what movie it was. They had to shut down production for like two weeks because the studio paid 30 grand to have his teeth fixed. Isn't like when you make a lot of money, you're like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, who cares? Inject it into me, whatever. Yeah, why not? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Just they do all it. do stuff. Like, you could be like, oh, Paul Rudd, he's just so naturally good looking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's uh, so young no. looking. Yeah, yeah, you want to know why? <laughs> yeah. HGH, HGH is flowing through his body. <laughs> he gets daily facial scrubs and like all this other crap. Like, yeah, t- fine. I think. I mean, I don't know, but I, I would imagine. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Just knowing the people that we know who do it, there's no way that like these super mega movie stars don't do it. Any possible thing. Yeah. If you when you see the Kardashians and you go, I didn't even know you could do that to a body. <laughs> yeah. Men in Hollywood do it every day, every day, yeah. every day. Trust day. me, I've worked with so many male divas. Er day. And they get everything done. Yeah. From the other the one. Hair down. The other one was, can you buy great skin? <laughs> <laughs> you think that's so funny? They're talking about products they're not talking about buying yeah skin. in the quest for it's glowing like oh. silence of the land oh they're not just like <laughs> replacing the skin she's great my person. <laughs> yeah no that's not how yeah. all right all right you right. would read a magazine cover like that oh yeah of course how to buy great skin. it's vo- vogue what do i i mean i wasn't reading vogue I'm i don't know i assumed you read it in your bath after I you was watched f- emily in paris <laughs> funny <laughs> All right, and lastly, and this is actually really awesome. I okay. was just kind of making fun of the Vogue stuff because I thought it was funny that Demi Moore was on, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> no. October thirtieth, nineteen ninety-five. The cover of Sports Illustrated was Bo Jackson. Oh hell yeah! And the feature is what became of Bo because uh, he had retired at this point. Right. Didn't play football anymore after the uh, you know the hip replacement uh, kind of ended his football career, and then he came back and played a little bit with the White Sox. But the yeah. strike in '94 happened, and right. Bo just decided to retire. And him. so this uh, whole feature story uh, is about Bo and his retirement. The author goes and visits Bo at his house. He's living in suburban Chicago. He's uh, playing with some of his new appliances. He's doing the leaf, leaf blower thing and the mulch, and he's like. Uh, Bo is a big uh, bow hunter. Bow hunting, or okay. No, this so is during bow hunting. Dope. Yeah, so he was, uh, you know, making his um, arrows in his garage, and he's like drives his kids to school, and and this is just retirement bow, and it's pretty awesome uh, to see and read. And the big thing that the author asks is, he wonders if history will be kind to Bo. Oh wow. Will his career be remembered as a novelty act 
or because a, he played two sports or a contrived marketing phenomenon. Oh, wow. And so now 25 years later, what do you think about Bo Jackson? Ooh, is that a baby cry? It is. Uh, hold on. Maybe he'll work it out. I think pause. It's okay. We have a baby that's teething, so he's having a little bit of trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone out there with kids knows teething is brutal. All right. So, yeah. I'll just wrap it up. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. Like, so, uh, Bo, yeah. Bo Jackson. I do not what do you, think it was contrived. What do you remember about Bo Jackson? I mean, this is 25 First years of all, ago. First of all, the only cool thing that ever happened in my hometown was in 1993, Bo Jackson got trapped on her exit during the blizzard of 93. <laughs> no way. And he way. had to stay at the Holiday Inn off the Calhoun exit. That's and, like, incredible. It's still like things that something that people talk about. It doesn't matter how many times I'm on a TV show. I'll never be on Wikipedia, but... Bo Jackson did get trapped on our exit during the blizzard of 93. And so wow. <laughs> they should they probably have a marker on the hotel room for all I know. That's amazing. But I remember, yeah, because we had Deion Sanders. So we right. also had a, a dual sports phenomenon. Mm -hmm. But I always thought that Bo Jackson was way cooler. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because he was quieter. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit more mystery to him. Totally buy that. Um so, but I think he's still super fascinating. I love that he still comes and like stands Auburn, you know, on college yep. game day. Like he loves to come and cheer on Auburn and like, yep. it's fun. I think he's great. I hope history like if continues to be kind to him because I do think he was worth it. Yeah, I think so too. And I think as long as people uh, of a certain age, m my age specifically, uh, continue to work in sports media and talk about these great Bo Jackson stories. I think he's going to live on for a very long time. Yeah, you know? yeah. If uh, if you grew up playing Tecmo Bowl, you knew that Bo Jackson was unstoppable. There's, uh, you know, the YouTube clips of like s people doing the Bo Jackson runs. Yeah, and uh, you can just watch like his thirty for thirty is absolutely incredible. Some of the the legends of Bo Jackson yeah. hitting home runs and working out like Bo Jackson told a story in the Sports Illustrated article. Um, that he was at the gym and there was a dude who was obviously a steroid user, like challenged Bo to a liftoff <laughs> and Bo just casually outlifted this guy. And the guy was like amazed and Bo's like, yeah, I don't work out. Uh -uh. And because he's just, he just had that natural. It's like Agassi never stretching. You're just like, what? Yeah. Like what? It just, yeah. just, just this natural ability that no one's ever really seen before and yeah. ever seen since like this guy could rip off 90 yard touchdown runs and run over like st steroided up linebackers mm -hmm. and then two months later go hit 450 foot home runs Crazy. like it was nothing and yeah. throw out guys from the warning track like you had to see Bo Jackson to believe it because if someone told you hey there's a person that does x y and z oh and he also does ABC in this other sport, you'd be like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's true. And then you watch these clips of Bo running up walls and catching balls barehanded. Yeah, and no. like, yeah, it is just, it's just phenomenal. He was one of my favorite athletes yeah, as a no, kid. I had same. the Bo Jackson poster on my mm -hmm, wall. I, mm -hmm. I spent the money, all my allowance for the baseball card of him, uh, wearing the shoulder pads and the baseball bat. Yeah. Like, he was one of my absolute one favorites. One of the most iconic photos of all time. The, ba oh, the, the pads baseball, in the back. Yeah, the baseball card. Absolutely. Okay.
Maverick, what do you think about Bo Jackson? Maverick's coming to tell us that the baby's crying. Yeah, I know. So I thought that was really cool that Very Bo Jackson cool. had this feature. Uh, also, you probably have this Sports Illustrated. Uh, probably. I think this was right around when I started becoming a oh, subscriber. Okay. I've been a subscriber for 25 years, mm -hmm. and it sucks what happened to Sports Illustrated. But also in this article, I thought it was super cool just to wrap up. Peter King, I mean, yeah. still, still doing his thing 25 years ago, followed around Brett Favre for a whole week leading up to a game like everything that Favre did this was the height of Brett Favre in the middle of his three straight MVP run the height of the Packers they were coming off a Super Bowl wow. and uh, he followed Brett for a whole week like the stretching the working out the off day fishing like hanging out with his family and popping Percocets I think <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I don't know. taking <laughs> snapshots of his wiener I don't. I think that was pre cell phone. Oh, sure, back sure, then. sure, sure. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But anyway, it was back just. Back then, he did Polaroids. It's just. <laughs> I didn't say that, Brett. <laughs> uh, it was just cool to to check that out and see, you know, what these guys went through back then and how different, you know, game. You know, it's it, it's the same in the terms of like you get this, you get the game plan, you get the report, you study the film, you do the X, Y, and Z, but just the way these guys take care of their bodies now, oh, you know, it's like super 24 yeah, seven for, yeah, yeah. for a 2020 athlete compared to, you know, well, we always say like no social media is, yeah, you know, social media. And so has to allow a reporter like this, the kind of access and a photographer yeah. to like, Hey Brad, I'm going to have this photographer hang around and take snapshots, you know, during the whole week. Oh, cool. Whatever. But it's just so different the way, you know, we report on these things now. It was just kind of cool to go back and check out, you know, that type of access back then. It was like, oh, my God, Peter King. Oh, my Falling around Brett Favre for a whole week. This is the greatest thing I've ever read in my entire life. Right, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Whereas now, like, you know, players are tweeting after the game. Yeah, we have full access yeah, to these full players access. all the time because they have their own the accounts. Time. Yeah. That's what's so weird. And they're about so that. open about sharing what they're doing yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, I like know. LeBron James is like, taco tuesday videos from his house and like all these different Brett Favre is still out there like he was just Brett on Favre your show talking now. about cbd which right is exactly so insane and what's crazy is like you talk about like how these guys worked out and trained like Bet brett Favre is in better shape now than when he played For sure yeah, yeah he's yeah. so much more muscular his arm strength is probably just as good it's like it's just a different time 25 years ago so it's funny yeah. to go back and like check out these old issues especially sports illustrated who was numero uno when it came to documenting all this yeah, stuff like in the back first then place it was like try to eat fat-free cheese <laughs> <laughs> like only eat mcdonald's twice a week yeah yeah it was yeah there was all these guys didn't have live-in chefs and like 24 cent like lebron i bring him up just because what he's doing at his age but he's also at the forefront of body maintenance he spends two million dollars a yeah. year on his body each yeah. year so which is how he's able to still be yeah yeah a top player in the league at, you know, yeah. 35, 36 years old. Yeah. And just look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's 43 years old. That is insane. Mm -hmm. Like, but he looks 42, which is like <laughs> Troy impressive. Aikman retired at 34. I know, Tom Brady is nine years older yeah, than when Troy crazy. Aikman retired. No, that is crazy. insane. It's so it's just such different times now. Yeah. Okay. That Good was job. my week, October 25th through the 31st, 1995. Hope you Great guys job. hope you guys enjoyed it and hope Happy there's health. more fun stuff to talk about in November. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> in the 90s, but uh, have a safe and happy Halloween. Sir, you look great. Is this your costume? <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are my needed glasses. So yeah, this is this is my attempt at looking smart. Uh.
Great job. Good night. Great job. All right. Good night, everybody. Week in the 90s podcast. We will see you next week. This week in the 90s podcast.